Good evening, everybody. This is your born host, Southern Romeo, and I'm here with my friend, Scott Hum, the comedian and the, I guess you could say, creator that birthed rightwingmedia.net and rightwingmedia.net Facebook. Go check Scott Hum out and also on his YouTube channel, Scott Hum. How how are you doing, Scott? I just have to ask that real oh, quick. Oh, good. And a shameless plug, don't forget rightwingmedia.net on the air on Anchor FM and uh, several different uh, other platforms as well, please. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, Scott invited me to a lot of his podcasts. Now, today, Scott, you get to I get to treat you to my podcast. Wow, and I'm not drinking tonight. How'd that happen? Well, you know, we're we're not gonna talk about your practice alcoholism. Practice makes perfect. Well, yes, we we all know you've got to practice. <laughs> so. What are we doing tonight, Scott? Would you like to dip into the the subject? No pun is intended. A, is that a pun there? Dip into the subject? Yes, I already have a rather big uh, dip in, and I look stereotypically like a uh, Midwestern hick right now for, the, for your listeners who can't see us. Yes, my listeners are very glad that probably they can't see or experience the sight of our faces. I'm dipping Kodiak. What are you dipping, Scott? Uh, Grizz, Long Cut, uh, Wintergreen. Yes, I'm dipping. <laughs> I'm dipping Kodiak, Long Cut, Wintergreen. How does that compare to Grizz? Actually, I think Kodiak is from the same company as Wintergreen. I mean, <clears throat> as Grizzly. Um, I've heard about it, but I'm not sure. But it, I mean, the buzz is the same. And if you haven't already, you guys, please go check out my YouTube channel, Southern Romeo. I did a review not too long ago about Kodiak. And it compares the smell in synthetic like Grizzly, but the strength, the pinch, the pack, the flavor, the buzz, it's pretty dang close so Scott can you tell us about a little bit about yourself please indulge my other listeners here okay well I graduated way back in um, 89 90 uh, from a major university in broadcast journalism and production freelanced during college and ever since then worked in offices and uh, call centers and continuing freelance work and then uh, about a couple years ago after I'd you know worked for some uh, shall we say far-right uh, companies uh, started rightwingmedia.net as a way of putting together uh, links for some of the major probably most of the major uh, right-wing news media outlets and also putting in a feed of daily or thereabouts news, links, uh, videos, and uh, occasionally original commentary about what's going on in the world, primarily the U.S. 
Now, um, I have here on my page some questions that some of our fans have asked. Oh, no. One of them is, what made you want to become a creator of right-wing media? What what burst mm. the idea in your head? That's a good question. Um, and in all fairness, we should disclose that uh, you've been a contributor to uh, some of our projects, too, and appreciate it. You're a journalist and know of your own right, too, as well. Well, thank you. Now, well, what brought me to do it was there was a void. There had not been a single place where people could go to get updated news that's, you know, targeted towards conservatives and all the links and a lot of other utilities and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. it's like, it just seemed like a natural fit. And it's, it's kind of cool. We've had something, uh, we get about, uh, over 100 hits a day. And we have actually had a lot of stories uh, siphoned away, shall we say nicely, by the uh, mainstream tier one media. Mm -hmm. What What's the hardest part? Uh, this might be a hardball question. This might be easy for you. But one of the listeners, Shelby5492, wanted to know, dear Scott, or Romeo, can you ask Scott, what is the hardest part about being a journalist and how do you deal with the curveballs that come towards your direction with dealing with, shall we say, some of the right, you know, the left-wing hate that's thrown at you? That's, that's another good question. Thanks, Shelby. Um, basically, oh wow, I had... I haven't really thought about this type of thing, but we get it occasionally. I mean, because we're running pretty much on myself and people sending stuff in and volunteers and stuff. The biggest thing is gatekeeping what stories we're going to put out, what videos we're going to put out. Mm -hmm. I mean, like today was a field day. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, the uh, movement towards suggesting that, um, President Trump put out martial law, partial martial law, say that one five times fast, partial martial law, and do a, you know, call the election void and do a recount. Mm -hmm. But there's some days that there's just not much of anything going on. And it's, it's days like that that you go, okay, there's got to be something I can find. You know, even Kaylee in the White House, you know, you know, spouting angrily off at somebody else can, you know, fill space. Hmm. David 666 wanted to ask you, Scott, um, I will be looking at your rightwindmedia.net channel, and thank you, Romeo, for allowing the podcast to be broadcast. Um, he wanted to ask you, how do you deal, or has CNN, any of the fake news media, he calls it, which, thank you, David, by the way, for commenting fake news. Can I, that is the core, the, you know, the, in quotation marks, the correct term for yeah. the media. How, has CNN or any of the fake news kind of pushed your, noticed you, or given you any, shall we say, crap about 
what you are doing. No, they don't want to. The reason why is, and I'll tell you about an incident that happened, the first one. Um, they don't want to because that would dignify us. I mean, basically we're, I guess you'd call it a tier, tier two media outlet or tier three probably. And if they were to say, oh, we got this story tip from rightwingmedia.net, who, that's going to make them look lazy. And right now they've got a credibility gap that is amazing, not just because they've been picked on by President Trump and his administration, but also uh, people are starting to, not just the media pundits, but everybody is starting to look at them and go, huh, the emperor or the previous emperor really does not have any clothes and he's looking mighty foolish running down the middle of the street in a parade. Hmm. And they are. Somebody here mentioned Anonymous 44 said, Scott, I've seen your dip videos and wanted to know, there's two questions he asked. One of them is, what made you start dipping and who got you hooked? Well, uh, the host of this show got me hooked, actually. I mean, I've been doing dip videos before as comedy, and that's something I want to mention. Um, in fact, I want to go back to that previous question for a moment, if I could, Romeo, real quick. You may. Okay. Um, the first time CNN had picked up one of the stories, it was something so obscure, and I was just... It was one of my days off from my regular day job. And I was in at McDonald's and they had CNN on it. And it's like, they're playing the story and I'm going, wow, that's something you wouldn't expect them to have picked up, but they did. And it was just kind of surreal. It just feels strange when you have that kind of secondhand celebrity. Now back to your question you just asked. Um, and I think your listener David, was that the name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one thing I do want to mention for Dave and everybody else, there's there's two of me. Uh, no, I'm not cloned, thank God. Uh, I don't think the world would like that. But there's two of me. I mean, the comedy you see about dip and drinking and whatnot, I allow myself, my clutziness to come out. And I even set that up with the props and the main jokes and so on. Yeah, like the sheet, um, lamb chop. Yeah, lamb chop. Um, which I, I think I'm gonna have to take some of the, the past ones and chop that up a little. Chop up, yeah, chop up lamb chop a little bit for this year. But um, when I'm do, but I'm a com completely opposite. You know, I know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to the journalism side, creating a website, the podcast, and so on. So. You know, I guess the real me is somewhere in the middle. I am a goofball, but I actually know what I'm doing most of the time. So, and that was another question was, what stories have been picked up and you answered with CNN? What was your thought when you saw that story, that they took your story and kind of ran with it? Were you like, oh, good, you know, maybe the fake news might produce something, a big nothing burger, or make them look like a complete jackass, or what was your thought? It, it, it was 
it was it was a weird mix of feelings because I was feeling violated at first, proud at the same time that they, you know, took the story, and it, it's just it's hard to describe. I mean, you probably had some of your stuff, some of your comedy, some of your music picked up by other people, right? I uh, I'm sure I have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's kind of, you feel flattered, but yet you feel violated at the same time. Um, I mean, it, it's just a weird feeling, a mix of feelings. And uh, until somebody is a creator and puts themselves out in, you know, different ways and then they're picked up or they're parodied or whatever. Uh, I'm just waiting for parody, by the way. Somebody will eventually parody me, but uh, no, actually, that's that's happened. I've been roasted a few times on Facebook. Uh, yeah, and also but, by uh, Julius Dipper. Mm-hmm. But until that happens, I mean, people just cannot imagine the how weird it feels to have a tier one mainstream outlet um, pick up one of your stories, or and uh, you know. It's okay that they don't give credit, but again, part of it's their corporate ego, and it's understandable. Well, because you have a broad variety of like friends. When you first started, what did your family members think, or your friends think about you doing this? Did they think, you know, dude, you're you're nuts. This isn't gonna work. This isn't. Oh no, you know, no, it wasn't that at all. Because I had I had done. Uh, improv comedy in college. I, I've done stand-up a couple times, uh, not very well, but I mean, and I've done uh, what was a big thing in the '90s called poetry slams. Mm-hmm. And so performing is not a problem for me. Oh. And I, I've already gone through the worst uh, embarrassment of performance possible in college. There was a in college I did a play. Uh, called Sorry Wrong Number and the ending of the play is where the uh, police guy consciously does not answer the phone on the first ring Yeah, I in the play you have to wait like three or four rings I picked it up on the first ring and screwed it up oh no That's oh not... yeah well we're going to take a quick break folks and we thank you, and we will come back with more questions. And again, we thank you, Scott Hum, for taking time out of the evening to join us here. Bobby, thank you. can you please take that soothing, beautiful music and take us away with a great commercial? And we will be right back. I'm your host, Southern Romeo, your obnoxious comedian, and we will be right back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Southern Romeo's podcast i have my friend here the uh i guess you would say the mother of right-wing media the creator and the i i cannot say enough about this man my best friend my best friend well i mean the creator of rightwindmedia.net on facebook and youtube and scott helm also a youtuber dipper and one of my great friends that i i cannot say enough about and i thank you for doing everything you've done for me 
Scott, there's a few more questions that I have personally that we'll get back to you. Okay. When, when you dip and drink, what, what, how do you get your ideas? Well, that's kind of an interesting, that's a really good question, actually, because most of my humor comes out of two areas. It's either organic, where I'm thinking about friends like you and the type of comedy and jokes we might say. And the other part of the comedy is, I guess you'd call it classic media. Because mm -hmm. I, you know, I was born in the 60s. Uh, I was literally the flower child, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have been a, a little happy if my hair was a little longer. But, I mean, I've seen a lot of TV, movies, radio, etc. And, uh, you know, I mean, and, and you just can't help but have some of those ideas between what's normal interaction between friends, uh, poking fun at life, their girlfriends, uh, politics, whatever, and then some of these bizarre things that are jokes that come from the media, they just kind of blend together. I'm one of these weird people where uh, I just think about, I have a lot of associations that come in and through my mind and kind of come together like a jello salad, that old horrible 70s dish that people used to eat. And it's, it's funny, you look at a jello salad, you know, it's like, yeesh, why is it, why are vegetables and grapes floating around in this wiggly mass of jello? It's funny. Hopefully I sometimes get looking like that uh, or sounding like that. And, uh, so, you know, my videos looking like that and not uh, like the jello salad of today. And you're going, oh, God. <laughs> now. Let's go back to one of your videos. Somebody asked Queen Mary, asked Scott, do you consider the lamb chop video to be controversial for some people? In today's like concept, would you think like somebody would get away with that today? Or do you think that would be something kind of hard to get away with? And what what made you think of that Lamb Chop G.I. Joe's video. Well, for those who haven't seen it, um, just look up Scott Hump, H-U-M-M, on YouTube, and you can see it. Um, I did uh, one, two videos with Lamb Chop where I was, I had listened to repeatedly, it's when you push its chest, it will say something and then I thought, well, let's just, you know, I had this G.I. Joe doll that one of my buddies uh, gave me, which is a classic, like an idiot. I, I don't think I've saved it. He went in the trash heap, you know, like a lot of uh, veterans. Uh, but, uh, you know, you just get to think a lot of stereotypes mm -hmm. is a good basis for humor. I mean, like, you know, it was perfect. I mean, you know, you know, the old lamb chop 
was just a puppet and they've had her the puppet say you know as a doll say things like you know i love you and hold me you know and having reaction shots to that just as a natural and then you take the character of gi joe that's been on cartoons and stuff and then movies it's not too far of a reach to find comedy there either and i i don't know did i i I don't recall if I even had the two characters, if you want to call them that, uh, interacting in the video or they were acting more with me. But, uh, you know, stereotypes are a great way to just bring out the comedy of things. Some stereotypes you have to be careful about in comedy these days. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it just, it just kind of flowed. Now, when you can... Kind of, I guess, call yourself a internet sensation. Nah, would no, that, not really. Would that, I mean, when when you did do comedian stuff, do you write scripts or do you just go off by, oh, I just wake up and say, oh, I want to do this today? Hmm. Actually, I come up with, with a big general idea. And then I set up the props that I want to use that are based on jokes. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you're still figuring out the major jokes you're going to be using. Then you start really sweating it by figuring out the transitions Mm. and going, okay, this is a limited range of jokes. I need to add more and so on. So if that kind of explains it. It does. And... Shelby forty four forty four wanted to know who is Scott who is your favorite comedian and what comedian from either it could be today's generation or way back when what comedian gave you inspiration the most and why? Uh, a lot of them. Uh, Ernie Kovacs, who was big in the in the sixties, um, bent the medium of television with his humor, Peter Sellers, um, Monty Python, Chevy Chase, I think was actually come to think of a big influence. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas. Oh yeah. And a lot of his, um, I think what's important about, uh, Chevy's acting and writing, uh, he, he actually did some of the improv, um, some of the scenes were actually based on his just going for it. But, um, again, it's organic. Uh, it doesn't just come out of nowhere, but it does come out of nowhere. Um, but that even when the comedy comes out of seemingly nowhere, it's based on experiences of people, you know, uh, like I'm working on a screenplay trying, um, once this COVID thing is over, I'm going to be, uh, you know, hitting up some people and saying, Hey, do you want to participate? You know, you've done this in the past. We did this collab in the past. Do you want to, you know, come forward with money or just whatever. Uh, and a lot of those are, again, one of my favorite words, organic. A lot of their humor is organic, mm-hmm. like Smosh, for example, uh, before they broke up those guys were freaking hilarious. Now they've gotten more uh, situational. I think uh, 
uh, I forget which of the pair, Ian or uh, the other guy, is still with them, but they've got a bunch of writers. You know, comedy doesn't just come out of nowhere. I mean, you have to have uh, either a fertile, crazy imagination like me or a bunch of writers like them. Mm. Now, going back, because when we're going to go back, way back in your videos, and again, look up Scott Hum on YouTube. He just made a lot of videos collabing, and he made one where you buttled. You had a rebuttal with one of your buddies. Now, because I I guess we could say it was, was that like a real kind of dispute or a little, was there actual hostility? Oh, no. Oh, no. Or was there like just no, we, have stuff. we have uh, somebody mm. popped in and we have two wheel dipper hi wheels hey. would you like to join our podcast now if you sure. haven't if you haven't already go check out two wheel dipper he's a conservative i guess you could say clown nicely put or a comedian. Well, and you were actually asking about uh, the video uh, roast I did, or it was for a rebuttal against, uh, on him. And no, it was not mean-spirited. It's just, there were just so many things that were easy at that point to point out and make funny. <laughs> now, Wheels... Like what's kicking chicken? And that's what I'm going to oh, ask yeah. you, Wheels... And a question two was with you and Scott. And Scott, please do stick around for a little bit because um, we got more questions coming your way. Wheels, we have a big one for you. You made a video called "Coming Out of the Closet." Now, mind you, Wheels is not gay. This is clickbait. He made it for clickbait. What made you want to do that? Because it's very brave and very, I guess you could say, bold for you to come out as a conservative, even though you're in a state that's highly conservative. What made you want to do a video like that, Wheels? Well, I seen what Good Road TV did, mm-hmm. but his was coming out of that he was deaf and skull. So I switched it around and made it politics. Ah. Now, see, he brings up, Wheels brings up a good point. Kenny Goodlow uh, has been uh, around uh, YouTube and Twitch for quite a while. And I would I say he's kind of one of my role models as well because his comedy is based on real things excuse me and he takes real events that are going on and suspends them a little further like he had this kitten when uh, a couple years about a year ago and you know I mean he this kitten was crazy it was frisky it would climb all over the walls Mm -hmm. little bastard 
and but yet he made what was based in reality he took it a step further and he kept it real i mean we knew that kenny wasn't being malicious to the kitten mm-hmm. but the kitten was crazy Mm-hmm. And it was funny. It was real. It was again my favorite. One of my favorite words: organic humor. Mm. Now we're all dippers. Now one at a time. I'm gonna ask you, Wheels, next, because you know, Wheels. I know what you your your favorite is, but a lot of my viewers here want to know. Scott Hum has, you know, turned into a severe dipaholic. And I don't use that word lightly. I mean, severe dipaholic. What is your favorite dip, and why? Mine? Uh, we'll get to you here in a sec, Will. Scott. Right now, Grizzly Long Cut Wintergreen. Okay, and why? Um, the flavor is more than palatable. Mm-hmm. It's... It gives uh, a nice buzz, and uh, I don't know, it just, uh, it's good. It helps you deal with wheels. No, no joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who is occasionally a comedy collaborator with me. Now, Wheels, uh, what is your favorite dip and why? Well, my favorite dip has to be Copenhagen Smith. Okay. Classic, classic. You don't hear many people doing that. Now, why? Because it was the second dip I ever had. I can barely afford it, but when I get a can of it, I enjoy it. You enjoy it. So, Wheels, would you, both of you, one at a time, we'll, we'll start with Wheels since we went with Scott the first time. Would you say dipping's better than sex? And do you feel okay. studly? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Why do you think it's better than sex? Because y'all heard me say it a hundred times. Because nobody wants to hear a girl complain about you lasting two seconds. Not saying that all men are like that. Just for my viewers that are listening, and men that are listening, please do understand that we know that there are some things that some men are not able to handle, and it's not their fault. But, you know... Also better than sex. If you go look at many YouTube buddies of mine, I use it on video call with them. I done it with Scott hundreds of times. Well, as we would always say, he's bringing out something really good. I mean, that's real comedy because, and then he's taking it to the next level with stereotypes of dippers and so on because there's a, a definite mystique that everyone thinks about when they think of uh, that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Wills, we've said it before, and I've heard it many times, and if you don't go to his YouTube channel, then what are you doing with your life? The world may never know. I mean, if you don't dip in life, the world may never know. 
do, would you agree, both of you, or disagree? I agree because if you're not dipping, what are you doing? I may never know. My fans may never know. The world may never know. I liked how I took your your uh, little model in there, Wheels. So that was very nice and modest. I was trying to throw that at you. Scott, do you agree that dipping is better than sex? And do you agree with what Will said about if you don't dip, your fans may never know, the world may never know. Do you agree or to disagree? And why? Well, I agree. Okay, well, I agree and disagree. I mean, dipping is indeed uh, quite good, except uh, for that... Uh, few occasions I've been very intimate with a woman, especially Jackie from the Mayo Clinic. She wanted to play doctor, of course. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's not the only part of me that defines me. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a thing that I do for relaxation, um, comedy, etc. but it's not the only part of me. Now, Wills, we, we've seen many multiple videos, but we'll talk about your videos here in a sec. Do you, Scott made a video about the crazy things that happen when you become a different... Oh, God. Now, Scott, I know you're, you're, you're clamping up on this one because even Junior down below here might laugh at you for this video, but... And... We'll, we'll talk about partially your involvement in this, too. You you said dip-jacking, and you looked at the camera with a very, very sincere, modest face saying, don't ask. Would you like to enlighten the... How does... Like, what, what made you want to do something like that video that included something so difficult to talk about that's personal well again the basis of a lot of comedy is reality and you amp up those experiences a little further to make them funny especially when there's you know something that funny and that ridiculous but i mean um there's a segment that uh uh wheels did that I used in that video where, mm -hmm. uh, his, and it was, it was priceless. I mean, he, um, where his dad is riding a, a little scooter yep. to go get his son some dip. Which we call Danny going for a dip run. Mm -hmm. And the way he said it was real, but yet you just, it was funny. It tickled. And yeah, it, it definitely it, it, it was funny. It tickled everybody's fancy because, and I had people even commenting on that going, that really happened? You didn't set that up? I go, no, that really ha happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like the, uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. like the uh, dip tower that fell down. <clears throat> Excuse me. In uh, another part of it and uh, so on taking reality just one step further and making it funny, like they said in uh, the movie Animal House, 
you know, John Belushi was ramping up the guys to get them excited to go uh, in their crazy adventure for the homecoming parade. And he's, and he's going, did so-and-so stop when they did yeah, such and such? And it was some reference, historical reference. It was totally out of place. And the, the one guy goes, don't stop him. He's on a roll. That's sometimes you, you just don't stop with humor, especially when you might be on a roll. Uh, speaking of humor, now Will's got a lot of ideas, and we're going to include one here that might be a little hard to swallow here for Scott and Will to probably acknowledge, but Will's has an idea, a an idea about taking a YouTuber who is, I guess, moderately, we shall say, an adult entertainer and bringing her out from retirement. Now, Will's, before we talk about this, you have done so much in, in your YouTube career. Where where did your humble beginning begin? It happened. Pardon me? Can you? We can't hear you. October Furbian. What was your first video, if you can remember? East Tennessee Dippers Park. And that was a dip review? Nah, I was just talking about what I'm going to do on the channel. Kind of like an introduction. Now, speaking of channel, you've channeled your inner, I guess, your humor to try to make a adult actress, shall we say, very lightly, for all you gentlemen that are listening, know what I mean, to come out of retirement. Why? Why bring her back into... The dipping game. Because I know her since school. She knows me. And I think it'd be pretty cool as she comes back. Could I say something, Romeo? Yes, you may, sir. Well, you know, what's interesting, and you asked me this earlier, the videos I've done with uh, the Lamb Shop, saying, mm-hmm. you know, suggestive things and so on. I actually thought about that uh, the first time I did it and thought about, well, how will people react to me? Will people think I'm being too racy, too forward, too um, sexually oriented? But I tried not to make it. I tried to make uh, that way, not to make the the comedy videos get trashy. I made it, tried to make it funny. But how would Wheels? So I, I don't I don't envy Wheels in developing this upcoming skit or series of them or whatever. It's going to be a difficult path to think about and develop. But Wheels, you also do recognize that a lot of the dipping community is predominantly like i guess north northwestern 
southwestern hillbillies, if you may, or southern southeastern, yeah, southeastern hillbillies, not hillbillies, but just you know, people with the south heart, you know, the Dixie heart from, I guess you could say Dixie, like Tennessee, may you know, God bless Dixie, um, like that, and but a lesbian actress adult actress coming into the community bringing that in don't you think that's a little too presumptuous uh no because we had joe we watch nothing against him he's a good youtuber he is and he's a gay youtuber but he doesn't bring his sexuality well, he did come out in one of his YouTube videos, but most of the time when he does the video, he keeps it predominantly quiet. But don't you think that's a little, a little, I guess you could say maybe not correct move? That one I will talk about here since you brought that up. Thank you, Scott. I that one when I did it, unlike what you know, the adult actress, not comparing it to what Wheelis is about to embark, I knew that was a little controversial, but at the moment in time I thought it was correct. But doing something like this might be a little too presumptuous. So what do I have to do? Send you guys uh, a couple uh, a lamb so you can, uh, you know, have some uh, adult beverage with the lamb and uh, you know reaction shots. That might that might be some, or you can give a Hillary Clinton doll to uh, Wheels. Oh my God! But I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah, or or I'll I'll look on the AOC one for you. Oh, please, would you? Well, but, I mean, that's another subject for another time. But, Will, now, we know that you are a Big Dipper and that you two collab on a video where, Scott, can you hold up your mud jug here, please, for a sec, if you will. Scott's got one of those um, mud jugs that is, I guess you could say, olive green. And Wheels did a video with you on opening that. <clears throat> Unlike my controversial video, that was one of the better videos I've seen from you guys. 
Um, Will, how did you feel when, when Scott got that mug jug? And then, Scott, I will ask you the same about your new, well, not your new, but your pride and joy. How did you feel? I think it was cool. I told him the defaults with it. The funnel gets caught here and there. You have to blow for what to clean the funnel. Just like a woman, you have to blow. The only default told him it fills up after one dip. I told him the defaults and the good signs about it. I think it was cool watching him. I open and he joined his new mantra. So, Will. See, that's, that, that's the thing, because just like I was saying earlier, he was looking for the real comedy that comes out of just a device, just out of a thing. I mean, anything, anything can be funny as, you know, a prop on a video sketch. It's if you organic. make it funny, either with reactions or, or some, just taking it one step further. So it was organic. Yeah. Now, Wills, you, you've always mentioned this. What's kicking chicken? I have to ask this stupid question, and it may be really stupid for me to ask, but where the hell did that come from? And we already kind of know Scott's going to answer the Charles Daniel band, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Picking out chickens in a bread basket, we already know, Scott, that you made a buttle with that one. <laughs> but really, Wheels, where did that come from? The unique What's Kicking Chicken? Well, that's saying that there. When I did the kayak commit if you want made me come up with that growing up when I was a widower, my mom used to go, what's kicking little chicken? Mm. Okay. So I got that totally wrong. Yeah. Don't feel bad, Scott. We we all make mistakes, and especially like she trying what's kicking little chicken? I mean, that child came up with it part of my childhood. Well, let's be honest, Scott. Mm. We all make mistakes, like me trying to become an Antifa, and like Will's, no harm and pun intended, trying to bring an adult actress back from the retirement grave, shall we say. That'll be interesting <laughs> if you can pull that off. That would be incredible, but... No, Scott, you have no intro. Your intro's just, this is Scott Hall, well, and you look at the camera. Well, actually, I do. I do. Uh, occasionally, like, um, I'll do what's called a cold open and with some joke, and then I'll have sometimes some introduction. I mean, I used to do a talk show format uh, where my quote-unquote uh, crew hated me and thought my jokes were really bad. But I branched out from that. I still keep a signature where I uh, play with my hands and I go, and I will see you later. I still keep that. Do you use that? Mm -hmm. 
Now, uh-huh. Wheels, we again, we, we got to go back to you, man. You you always do this sometimes on YouTube where you show us your nuts, your little <laughs> box of, like, n- nuts, like your little peanuts or walnuts or whatever you have. What what what's the whole intent in this? Is it trying to prove how studly you are from dipping? Or is it just a cover up of how feminist partially you may be? I got the idea from another YouTuber who is a count rock band. I believe he went by just a loco, then he went by crazy green dragon. Okay. Well, that... He used to go suck my internities to his pet rooster. Wheels, we are on, we are on air, so please do mind the little bit of language because we don't know if children may be listening. I know the the I know the illusion he's making with a rooster, but I'm glad none of us neither none of us are going that way. But I mean, you can take that one step further. I mean, this would be funny. Wheels, go ahead and steal this one. Everybody does. Um, a box of nuts and bolts. I mean, just think of the humor with that, but do it with a straight face. I mean, that is another, you know, I, I that would take you to the next level of insanity. Yes. Now, speaking of nuts and bolts, let, let's get down to the nuts and bolts. You've talked about Joey led dipping their wheels. What, Scott, real quick before we get to wheels, and then we're going to have to end the segment here, and I thank you both for joining me. What We know that Joey Let's Dippin' is supposedly part of the dipping music community. Would you, like, what? what is your thought on him? We know that he's part of the LGBT, he's an atheist, and he's a good man. He's got good camera presence. He's quirky, you know, he has his organic viewpoints, you know, he's organic when he's on there. Yes, he has his OCD where he puts his label, where he has to put the label when he's dipping a certain way, but what is your thought of him as a dipper, and just in general as a YouTube dip and part of, possibly a part of the dip community? I haven't really thought that much of him, I mean, I've watched some of his videos, but um, I'd like to see him get into more editing. I mean, he's got, I think, as far as I know, he's got a computer, but that would take things, I mean, I've, I've seen some guys who do, like Kenny, for example, Kenny Goodlow, mm-hmm. the rapid cut editing. Uh, it's like, uh, what was that famous phrase somebody has said oftentimes in comedy? Comedy is tragedy on speed and there's even another slogan to that anything that looks basically normal you make it a little quicker a little more frantic it's even funnier okay okay now do you because joey lynch dipping also wheel um wheels mentioned is part of the lgbt community does because 
dippers can come from all different orientations, sexualities, and different <clears throat> beliefs. Do you think that would be something that the dipping community frowns upon, or do you think they're like, ah, it's okay, he's just one of the buds? I think there's a definite, that's a good question. I think there's a definite duplicity, you know, definite two ways of thinking about him. Um, do, but I, at the same token, while there's acceptance, you you don't see, at least as far as, I haven't seen a lot of collapse with other guys who are more stereotypically macho and him. I don't know if it's a comfort factor, it's just not his style, his flavor of jokes, which are more uh, slyer and low-key than mine. Um, but it's it's just not everybody's taste and or no unintended preference. Wills, what is your thought on Joey Leds? Well, he was like the third, third or fourth YouTube dipper I discovered. Mm. And uh, he's the only, one of the only few YouTubers I say you him and Bert's death reviews are the only three I see who does re-reviews depending on their taste but if they feel different about it he's a good YouTuber I would like to see him come back in two years Okay. Before we end the segment, boys, quick and short, sweet answer. Who is your favorite YouTube dipper? You can even mention moi if you choose. Not trying to brag and trying to be modest as possible here. But who is your favorite YouTube dippers? Scott? Okay. Chris Dips is funny. Chris this one. Uh, he's the PR guy for, I, w- I would agree, Will's definitely w- with him on that. Um, a lot of real and practiced comedy. Um, mine two actually are Outlaw and Upchurch. I said dippers, not, he doesn't do dip reviews. I know Outlaw does, but well, not church. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, um, Upchurch does dip, but he doesn't uh, do it that much on camera. So, well, he... I'd say Outlaw. And you two guys come in a, in a second and third. I don't know where exactly. Well, gee, I I thank you for at least throwing me in. I wasn't trying to throw that in. But uh, Wheels, you 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 guys are both awesome. Go check out Two Wheels Dipper ninety eight and Scott Hum, and I will see you on the next podcast.